But again, this is just to figure out what type of dog is going to fit into that situation. It's not to deter you from getting a dog or from adopting from a shelter. It's just to figure out what kind of dog is going to fit into the environment with you. Welcome to the With a Dog podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. We interview veterinarians, trainers, products, and game-changing pet parents about how you can get the most out of life with a dog. We're your hosts. I'm Izzy! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Carly. Thank you so much for being here today. Today in the studio, it's Izzy and I. My two dogs have been kicked out. One is sitting under with his nose, oh, banging against the door. His nose is under the door and he's breathing heavily into the room to tell us. Sounds a bit like a horse. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Arthur's still in here, though, because he's a good boy. Um, But back on track, we've got a bonus episode for you guys today. So this is part two of our How to Adopt series. Part one was breaking down the barriers and common misconceptions people have around adopting This episode is all about finding the right fit or figuring out your priorities so you can find the right dog. And so when you do start looking at a rescue or shelter, you'll know what you're looking for. So we will be discussing what your priorities should be for your lifestyle and how to find the right fit. So step one. Yes, we've broken this down into three steps. Let's go through them. Step one. Decide why you want to get a dog. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I skipped this step. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people, it's not even decide why you want to get a dog. It's just like meditate on it a little bit. Mm. Like, what is your reasoning? Not that, I mean, there's very few reasons out there that are bad. It's just like yeah. when you identify that reason, then you can I, kind of identify from there what you're looking for. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, you didn't, didn't do that? You were just like, nope. I like him. I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that isn't that a I feel like that's a song lyric. It oh Ariana Grande, Seven Rings. Yep. It's like I like, I like it. it. I want it. I want it. I got it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll be honest, wasn't a smart move. No. Don't be like Ariana or Izzy. No. Meditate on why you want the dog. So the reasons, you know, companionship, like you, you just want another bean in the house to take care of do you want a dog to do activities with are you very active and you want a partner in those activities is it going to be a working dog in some capacity like emotional support or therapy dog or search and rescue dog something like that or do you just want to give a dog a home and i feel like that's i think it's like one of the reasons we said above plus you want to give a dog a home yeah if you're looking at a rescue or a shelter, usually that it is like a bonus. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I can definitely yeah. say that that was, I mean, I wanted Lupin when I got him for, you know, Mike and I had been living together for a while. I was working mm-hmm. in the animal world. I, we felt like it was the right time to get a dog. So I feel like that's probably a lot of people's answers is we've been wanting one for a while. It's finally the right time. Yeah. But I think also I felt, Personally, I felt like I had so many resources at my disposal as far as animal care. Like, I can bring him to work. I could 
if he was had needed extra training and stuff, I had help at work. I had a discount at the vet office and like all this kind yeah. of stuff. So for me, I think I was for sure like this dog is really messed up. I want to give him a home. Yeah. And you have the resources to be able to do that. Exactly. So figure that out. And I encourage people, if there is more than one of you in the household, I would just have like, it doesn't have to be a long conversation, but just have a conversation about it. Like, I want to get a dog because of this. Great. Mm -hmm. I want to get a dog for the same reason. Or I actually want to get a dog for this reason. Because you never know, you might have different priorities and you might want a dog for different things. And you need to talk about that. Yeah. I think it's probably a really good practice to do if you have maybe a significant other who is unsure about wanting a dog, maybe then you can explain, here's my reasons, like very thought through what potentially would be your reasons for wanting a dog or vice versa. Why do you not want one? Like if it's silly stuff like, uh, they shed or something like that, then it's like, okay, next. But if it's like, I don't think that we could care for it or something, whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah. Or it's a really good, I think, um, to do with kids in the house you know like a family discussion why do we want a dog yeah and have each kid talk about why they would like it is it just like well i don't have kids i'm just going to preface this point with that fact but if i did have kids i would i would want my kids to be quite involved with the whole process from start to finish because i want them to learn something i want them to then go on to you know their adult life having those same practices Mm -hmm. agreed yeah get them involved so Step one, in conclusion, figure out why you want a dog. Once you figured that out, then you can move on to step two, which is looking at your current situation, your current lifestyle, and thinking about your future lifestyle and how it's going to be impacted by bringing a dog into the situation. Yes. I think on the day-to-day, there's so many of us that get, they get bogged down into like, this is my routine and this is what I do. And sometimes you can fool yourself into thinking that your lifestyle is something that it's actually not. So for instance, I could easily be like, (laughs) I work out every day. In reality, it's probably more like three to four times a week. (laughs) But I think, so the reason I say that is because I think people, you just need to meditate on your current lifestyle. Like, are you actually as active as you think you are? Are you active enough to get a very active dog? How many a day, how many hours a day do you actually work? You know, maybe you're in the office from nine to five, but are you the type of person that actually sits back on their computer for three hours every night as well? And And also, you know, what's your commute time? Because you might be at work for eight hours a day, mm -hmm. but you might actually be out of the house for 10 hours a day with your commute. Or are you the type like me? I get to work 15 to 20 minutes early so I can have a cup of tea. And I'll probably leave 15 to 20 minutes late because I'm having a chit chat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So work that in. Um, Think about the other people in your household. What's their current situation? Is there going to be a day where the dogs are going to be alone for 10 to 12 hours? Um, If so, that, that is fine. There are ways that you can work around it, but you just need to be honest with yourself now so you can have a plan and then it's not sprung upon you when a dog is chewed through your sofa. (laughs) it's more than just how many hours a day do you work how active are you you know do you travel a lot yeah maybe you don't travel every weekend for work but are are you a bridesmaid brides groomsman whatever in like four weddings this year 
And you're going to need to go to (laughs) travel to a bachelorette and a bridal shower and like all these things that maybe you have to travel for. Or do you camp a lot? Yes. Yeah. Do you go on weekends away or even, you know, even if you're not a big traveler, but you do go on holiday once a year for two weeks. Just something to think about. Have something in mind about what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, And it's not even what you're going to do. It's just what lifestyle you lead so you can get the dog. That fits, that into, fits that. into it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, some more kind of homey things. Mm-hmm. How clean is your household? How clean do you like it to be? Um, yeah. Also, do you have roommates? Do you have, do you not have kids right now, but you are planning to have kids within the next year or two? Yes. Yeah, so that, so that goes into looking into your future lifestyle as well. So as Izzy said, are you planning on having kids in the next few years or are you, you know, career based and you're just like kind of willing to, you know, if a really great job popped up across the country or in another country, would you take it? And those are the kind of questions you have to ask yourself because all of a sudden there's going to be another being in the mix for those life changes. So I think based on the future as well, obviously you can't, you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know what's going to unfold. But you need to make sure that if whatever changes in the future, that this dog that you get, that you're bringing into the mix, not only is prepared for it, but is also going to, you're going to bring the dog along with you. Like yeah, that, you have to be okay with that. Yeah, you have yeah. to be ready to adopt this dog for its life and for your life, barring anything extremely challenging whatever but like i would say on the whole you need to plan for the next 10 plus years and i think not to i don't want this to kind of freak anyone out you know if this is your first dog um because a lot of these things you don't have to have a solid plan in place you just have to be okay with the fact that this is going to happen so if if you do want to move across the country or move to a different country that's fine Mm-hmm. A dog can go with you, and it's honestly, it's not a big deal. Like you can find ways. It's just making sure you get the right dog, as Carly said. So don't let it freak you out. We're not trying to, you know, bust out all of these different plans so you can put it in a binder. So one day you can be like, okay, if I move to France, this is what I need to do. <laughs> like that. This is the type of dog I need to move to France with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just on the off chance that one day maybe I'll go to Mexico for six months. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I wasn't trying to like scare anyone away. But I think, you know, I can attest to that. Personally, we got Lupin. And we lived in Seattle, I think for another two years before we moved to London with him. And I mean, if we were going to move six months later, from when we got him, like that wouldn't have flown like that, like, he wouldn't have flown. Excuse the pun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it wouldn't he was too timid, too scared. To go into a big city where we didn't have a car, we were on trains and mass transportation, a scared, timid dog like he was at the beginning. Yeah. And even just getting on the initial flight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tough for him. Would have been harder. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, yeah, my my point with that basically is just like, get a dog that's going to be okay with life changes. Mm -hmm. If you're planning on having some life changes, if you're like, yep, this is where I'm settled, you know, I bought a house, I'm probably going to be here for at least, you know, five-ish or more years, something like that, then you can get a dog that maybe is a little bit more 
maybe has some behavior training, something like that that you need to work on because you're going to have a stable environment for that dog yeah. to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of circling back to um, if you like a clean house. I'm not saying that every dog is messy, but there is definitely a level of cleaning that comes with having a dog. Yeah. So, so, so think about that just as far as your lifestyle. If you are a clean freak, don't get a golden retriever that's going to shed everywhere. Or a corgi. Or a corgi. You know, maybe get a, <laughs> just like when you're thinking about the types of dogs to get, you may be like, oh, that's the most beautiful dog ever. So either you're going to have to come to terms and, you know, vacuum every day mm. if you're a clean freak, or you get a dog with shorter hair. Yeah. And you can still admire the longer hair dogs from afar. So another thing to think about, um, a lot of first-time dog owners, maybe you haven't quite gotten to the point in your life where you have bought yourself a, a place to live and you're still renting. Um, first of all, you just want to make sure that your apartment um, complex doesn't have any current restrictions. Um, so they could be breed restrictions, they could be weight re um, weight restrictions, um, there could be a pet deposit that you would have to pay, um, there could be monthly rent that you have to pay for. So mm -hmm. um, just keep that in mind, but also just really take a think about your current living situation and just make sure that you're happy there because you have to accept that there's going to be limited options for you moving forward once you have a dog. Not saying that it's impossible to move, but you are going to be reduced in the amount of places in which you can live. Yes. And you just have to be okay with that. Well, and then also thinking more about what type of dog is going to fit well into yeah. that apartment. Yeah. So if you're in like a 500 square foot place, I mean, you, you definitely can have a large dog. I had a large dog in We've only ever had Lupin in apartments and small places up until this year when we bought our house. And so for the last six years, he was in various small spaces. But it's just something to think about. You know, if it, if you want a small dog or a large dog, yeah. apartment space, things yeah. like that. Is there an elevator or is mm -hmm. it stairs? Because, I mean, A, the dog is going to have to be okay with either, whichever one you have. Yeah. Um, but again, this is just to figure out what type of dog is going to fit into that situation. It's not to deter you from getting a dog or from adopting from a shelter. It's just to figure out what kind of dog is going to fit into the environment with you. Yeah. With as minimal impact on your life as possible. Exactly. Yeah. And then another thing to think about in your living situation is what is nearby for exercising the dog. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people don't think about that until after they get the dog. Yeah. But if you have a very, if you end up adopting a very large dog and the dog park is a 20 minute drive away or the park that you want to take them to, whatever, then, you know, you're going to have to drive this big dog every day, every day to, <laughs> to whatever, you know, big exercise that they're going to need. Of course you can walk, you know, in your neighborhood, whatever, but you know, there's quite a few apartment complexes have, um, little dog parks out there, which is nice, but they are small. A lot yeah. of them are very, you know, like smaller than a tennis court. Yeah. I can tell you that my dogs would have a hard time getting a full exercise in that. Maybe just like a little, if they had the zoomies, a little sprint around. Yeah. But it's just another thing to think about of like, what is around you? Um, and then also as far as your lifestyle, other question is, are you around other dogs frequently? So this is like, actually think about it. Not like my friend has a dog that I see occasionally, but like, are you around 
other dogs a lot? Like, are there other dogs coming up and down the stairs in your apartment a lot and elevators? And, um, you know, when you go to work, if you want to try to bring your dog to work with you, do you encounter a lot of other dogs in the office? Like, whatever. Then you're going to need a dog that is good with other dogs. You know, (laughs) and same thing with do you have kids? You're going to need a dog that is okay with kids. And so what I'm saying is think about everything in your life day to day and then see it through a dog's eyes, what they're going to encounter. Yeah, especially, and obviously, again, I don't have kids, but just going back to children, just think about the things that are quite normal to you, like kids running up and down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely normal. You're probably not going to, like, tell, or you're probably not going to change the way they run up and down the stairs. They're kids. Kids do what they need to do. You know, you can't control them every minute of the day. Um, But a a dog will have to be okay with the noise of that and the fast movements and, you know, potentially stuff being dropped on the floor and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So just the, the very normal things that kids do or the very normal things that you find in your lifestyle, even if it's like noises from next door. Yeah. Or that, yeah. Um people frequently walking by the window. Yeah, that you know, was on the road. Um Katie from Pause Education. Mm. We interviewed her for our episode, I think it was called Education for a Generation. And that was way back at the beginning. And she had just recently adopted a dog and we said, like, how how's it going? And she's like, you know what, I never realized how busy my apartment complex was. Yeah. She's like, it's busy. The garbage truck comes by right past our window. It's only once a week, but my dog does not like that. And other people walking by at the apartment, you know, there's noise. on. They started some construction across the street. So there's beeping and noise and you have to get your dog is going to need to be okay with that if you're in an environment versus if you're in like a pretty small, quiet suburb in a house. Maybe you can get that yappy dog because yeah. <laughs> maybe they won't have too much to yap about. And you know what? I think that's a I think that's really, really tough, especially for people who live in cities. You're so used to a lot of the noises mm-hmm. that you don't actually realize how noisy or busy it is until like you've been out in the country for a while and then you come back. Mm-hmm. Like you're used to hearing sirens in the middle of the night or used to cars going by at all hours of the day. And actually that's not normal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's not the norm for a lot of people. And for a lot of dogs, that's not the normal to live in a heavily urbanized area. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be done. It can be but done. you just have to find the right dog. Yeah, you have to find the right dog or you have to be okay with a bit of a longer transition period. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, your neighbors have to be okay with that if you live in an apartment. Yeah. You know, there might be a little bit of a rough patch and you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really, really difficult to assess things that aren't normal when they're so normal to you. Yes. And that's the thing. It's just, that's why we're doing this episode. So, you know, step one, meditate on why you want a dog. Step two, meditate, like really think and reflect on your lifestyle. Yeah. Just, and not even to determine, like, I almost want to give people the advice. Don't think about it and say, okay, well, the dog could do this, or I would need this type of dog. Just think about the lifestyle first. Like, just really just, like, write it down. Like, worked, you know, average of nine hours, like, plus commute, nine hours a day. da 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 This is, like, just kind of just almost just record it or journal it or just reflect on it. So then you can go into step three 
and actually determine your wants and needs for a dog. Yeah. So that's number three. Number three, you've made it. (laughs) You're almost there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the fun thing. This is the fun part. This is the part that everybody wants to do straight away. They want to, they want to experience different dogs and they want to, you know, they want to find the breed that matches them. And this Mm -hmm. is the exciting portion. And it's so much more exciting when you actually know what you want and what you need out of a dog. Um, and it, I think you can go into it with a bit more of a level head because you know that you've done everything you can before adopting a dog to know what's going to work well. Well, and then, yeah, I mean, you'll be able to go into a shelter or rescue. Prepared. Prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be able to walk by those really cute dogs. Maybe they're just absolutely adorable, but you'll be able to walk by them like, and say no. Because it says on their card, they're not good with loud noises and you live in a very urban environment. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, if you know ahead of time, you can't have something. It's almost like when you're house hunting and you know your price limit, you're not going to be looking at the million dollar house, even though it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even though it's gorgeous and I want that house. Yeah. You know, you cannot have that house. Yeah. And yeah. So I think um, this step. All these steps. So, but this step determining your wants and needs. And I think us splitting it into needs and wants was very purposeful because when you go to adopt or get, get any dog, your needs need to be like your hard, hard priorities. Yeah. And then the wants are the nice perks that maybe the dog doesn't have right now, but maybe they could down the road. Yeah. Yeah, things you can compromise on. Um, And so needs are going to be size, age, good with kids, dog friendly. Yeah, those are examples of needs. There can be many other needs. Um, You know, maybe maybe you do have to pay a pretty hefty pet deposit. And so you do need a dog that's potty trained. Yes. And so you don't mess up the carpets. Yeah. or maybe you do have young kids, so you don't want to have that risk long term. Mm-hmm. I mean, FYI, yeah. there might be some accidents in the beginning. but <laughs> Or maybe you have a cat. Yes. Flat out, yeah. the dog needs to be okay with cats. Yeah. And that sometimes is really hard to find in a shelter because a lot of times the people, the people at the rescue or shelters don't know the background. But they can tell you, does this dog have a very high prey drive? Um, when they see a squirrel, do they try to lunge at it? You know, when they're out on the walk and things like that. And then they can also tell you how to introduce dogs and cats. Yeah. Very well. Or they can tell you maybe if a dog has been in a foster home with cats, mm-hmm. and they could say definitely this one, you know, is great for you. So I would say keep your needs list very small. I mean, yeah. obviously keep it, you know, what you actually need. So if that ends up being a long list, then it is what it is, but keep that just like, the basics. The, the very basics. basics. So, for instance, you have children. You say, I need a dog that is okay around kids. I want a dog to actively play with my kids. So, the need is for the dog to be able to coexist easily with children in the home. If you want a dog that's like going to be wrestling with them, things like that, that would be a want. And maybe that's something that the dog could build up to when they're in your home. 
Yeah. And, but you're, I think it would be very hard to find a dog from a breeder or from a rescue that is going to actively play with your children. It's going to be near, near impossible. Yeah. Honestly, to, to find one that's going to be do, do something like that right off the bat. So that's why I say find one that's like, okay. Yeah. Around, you know, if the kid pulls on his tail, it's not going to lunge, like things like that, you know, obviously don't encourage your kids to mistreat the dog. But like if, if something accidents yeah. happen, it's fine. So I can say, for instance, we knew with Alvis when we adopted him, we, Lupin was very scared of children when we got him, but we got him when I was 22. So it was fine because I didn't know anyone with kids. Now we're older. Our friends are having kids. Maybe, you know, this next dog that we got, Albus, we wanted to make sure that he was okay with kids. Mm -hmm. Is he going to play with them? No, but I knew that he would be okay with them. And so that's, I think that finding those distinctions between the needs and wants is really important. So you've decided what your needs are and you have listed out what your ideally wanting from a dog yes um so i think i think example just more examples of the wants though we should yeah more examples of the wants um temperament i think is a huge one yeah honestly everyone's different a temperament would probably be a need yes for me well i guess temperament for me would be do you want like an independent dog or a snuggle Mm, bug yeah so it's like personally I don't care. Mm. I've got one of each. Lupin, you know, <laughs> Lupin is pretty independent, or he was in his younger days. Now he's very much attached to me. Yeah. I will say, yeah. if if you want an emotional support dog, the temperament is probably going to be a need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if you're just wanting a companion, you yeah. know, just a, a pet to be around in the house, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, maybe the temperament can be a want. Yeah. Um, so everyone is different. Um, you know, maybe certain breed mixes. Yeah. You know, if you really want a Dalmatian, good luck. But <laughs> um, or is it a need? No. Yeah. You don't need a Dalmatian. Yeah. If it had some spots, that would be banging. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think as long as the dog meets those needs, like what if you did all this re- research and you're like, okay, well, I've heard beagles are the best for me. Like that's all this research on temperament and the kind of dogs I would like, a beagle is going to be best. And then you go to the shelter and the beagle they have is not a good fit for you. Doesn't meet any of your needs, but maybe a, I don't know. Long brown dog. Yeah. Some random, (laughs) yeah, like mixed mutt thing does fit all your needs. Then you would you should go with that long you know random yeah. mix mutt from texas rather than the beagle so that's why i would say a certain breed it would be like a want yeah you know it's just as long as they meet the needs that you've set out so like another need uh, or another want example could be knowing some basic commands ahead of time yeah like that's that's some basic training that you can do like is it nice if they come with that Yes. Yeah, it's a nice bonus, but it's not necessary no. to make you happy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then on the flip side of all these, when you determine your wants and needs, you can also determine things you don't care about. Yeah. Your dog having. These are the ones that I recommend not caring about. The color of the dog. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unless your house is white and everything in it is white, (laughs) then I... No. No. I don't think a color... Honestly, I don't even think a breed is something I would care about, but I know that, you know, that's not the same for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, a color or the aesthetics of a dog Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I mean, it's... I can say, you know, the reason that we're giving this advice, um, my partner, Mike, you know, like if you had asked him when we were getting our first dog, when we get we're getting Lupin, what kind of dog he would have wanted, he would have told you, oh, I love Huskies and St. Bernard's and, you know, Newfoundland, like, you know, basically these big, snuggly, fluffy mm. dogs that are just like so pretty or like Malamutes and yeah. all of those. You ask him now, he's like, oh, yeah, no, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't want to vacuum. Huskies are very active and I'm not active. You know, like, I think. And so that's why we're telling you to think about these things now, because Lord knows he didn't think about it then. I mean, I made the decision. I was like, we're getting loop and it's done. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I think you have to think about those things and you have to be okay turning down the oh beautiful husky oh we want the husky you know what honestly i think um i mean apart from some of the barriers that we stated in our last episode i think adopting from a shelter or rescue is easier in terms of finding the right fit than going to a breeder because Mm -hmm. imagine like so you do all of these steps and then and then on top of that you have to like find the breed that matches all of these things then you have to find the breeder mm-hmm. and then you have to like find like it wait for the litter. Wait, yeah, wait for and the then litter. Pay a ton of money. Pay a ton of money Mm-mm. and then deal with a puppy. Yeah. No. It's no, so much you. easier just to like all you have to do is figure out these three steps and then head down to your local shelter. Don't mm-hmm. worry, we'll tell you how to find a good one. Um honestly, I think it's re- I would find it difficult to find a bad one. But um they do exist. And then you give them this list that you've already yeah. made and someone will help you find that dog. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And if they don't have it, then, <clears throat> then it's up to you. Thank you, Arthur. Then it's <clears throat> up to you. <laughs> you. You come back or you try a different shelter or whatever. We'll go into that in the next episode in the series all about how to find a responsible, uh, how to find a responsible and reputable rescue slash shelter and what the adoption process looks like from there but i think if you go in armed with doing all of this work ahead of time you will be able to answer all of their questions well you'll know what you're looking for you'll be able to you'll be able to be aware Mm -hmm. it's kind of what i was saying about the house hunting earlier like you know what you need yeah be aware of your limitations yeah and um, honestly, it, you know, we'll probably say in the next episode, but it will also show the adoption team that you have thought about your decision and you know exactly what you need. And honestly, that is, that's all they want. Yeah. They just want to know that you've thought about the decision and you've thought about all of these things, like what time, how much time do you have each week to put into training and, you know, what is your apartment complex like and all of this stuff. You've answered all of their all of the questions they're going to ask you. Yes, by doing these three steps. Exactly, and you'll uh, you'll make yourself look real good. You'll make yourself look real good, real, and good. then you'll get a real good dog. 
Yeehaw! <laughs> so just to conclude, uh, step one is deciding why you want to get a dog. Um, so thinking about if it's companionship, working dog, emotional support, all of that good stuff. Moving on to step two is looking at your current lifestyle and what changes could be in the future, so in the next couple of years. Um, and then step three, step you've all been waiting for, is once you've determined all of the um, all of your current lifestyle needs, is moving on to what your needs are and what your wants are. Then you'll be fully prepared to go to a, an adoption, shelter, or rescue. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening through that. Definitely send this episode to anyone who maybe is getting a dog soon, any friends or family that are wanting to adopt. Just send this on over, quick listen, and hopefully they will be set up even more for when they do get a dog. And if you want to connect with us more, our Instagram, TikTok, all that is at with the dog podcast. Our Facebook group is called I'm With The Dog, and we release episodes every Wednesday with the Dog Wednesday. So you remember, there's the tagline, <laughs> with the Dog Wednesday. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All content on With The Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.